What's up, podcast people? <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of our Young and Adulting podcast. My name is Tyler, and I'm joined by my friend Mike McGee here today for our conversation. And if you don't know Mike, Mike is one of the pastors here at Christ Fellowship, and you have your MDiv, correct? Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, awesome. Great letters to have behind your name. <laughs> uh, I want them someday. But I know we've been talking a little bit about before we start this, you know, the importance of faith and, and reading reading the Bible a little bit. And, and not everybody maybe is is coming in from a, a faith perspective. Perspective and maybe uh, isn't accustomed with kind of the uh, Bible reading plan right. and all that kind of stuff. But right. I, I got a sneak peek of your notes before we started this, and my curiosity has been piqued to <laughs> what you were about to say. So uh, the floor is yours, and, and I'm here to listen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited for today. And, and I want to talk about kind of seven things that have changed the way I view the Bible and my faith. Let's go. And so I just kind of want to provide just a brief outline because I know that some people like to know where we're headed before we get started. So I want to tell you the seven things I'll be talking about today. They're collectibles, Billie Eilish, buying a car, genealogies, heretics, harps, and questions. So (laughs) there it is. Yeah, that should clear up basically any questions you have about what we're going to be talking about today. But so what I want to say too is that these things have changed the way I viewed the Bible and my faith, but they've actually given me way more questions than they have answers. They haven't answered too much, but the first thing I want to talk about is collectibles. And when I think about collectibles, I think about something that is uh, usually just for display purposes. Like it might've had a usefulness or practical value in the past, but it's not really useful right now other than just to have. And I think that there are times in my life when I've treated the Bible kind of like a collectible. Like it was something that was good for people in the past, but now we we know more. Is Is it really useful for us today? And I think one thing that's been helpful is just acknowledging that the Bible, it is old and that there are stories in it True. that there are situations that people go through that I'll never go through that exact situation just because of the time difference. But the Bible, it talks about things like pain and anger and worry, but also joy, peace, restoration, yep. and healing. I think like, have, have you ever experienced any of those before? Always. Yeah, yeah exactly. So the Bible is for us. The, the, the Bible may be old and it may have some things in it that we think are odd, but the truth is the Bible, it's a book for here. It's a book for now. And it's a book for us. Yeah. So that naturally brings us to Billie Eilish. Because of course it does. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Like, yeah, naturally. what else would be next yeah, besides yeah. that? So she has this song called Ocean Eyes. Have you heard it before? Billie I Eilish song called so, Ocean Eyes? Yes. Yeah, but there's this line in it that says, No fair, you really know how to make me cry when you give me those ocean eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you want to sing it? No, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> I can't sing it for you. But, but isn't it funny that like she says ocean eyes? And we know what she means. But like, if you were to take that line as literally true, it makes no sense at all. Like, like someone doesn't actually have oceans in their eyes. Right. But we know what she's saying. And so if you read it as literally true, it makes no sense. But does that mean that the song isn't true? I, I don't That's think so. Because like, she's using just metaphorical, poetic language to describe right. something that That's is great. true. And the Bible actually does this all the time. In John chapter 9, Jesus says, I am the door. We don't believe that Jesus is like literally a door, right? right? He's just using like metaphorical language to describe something that is true. And one of my former professors, he once once told me that we should read every portion of the Bible literarily, as in according to its genre, but not always necessarily literally. And that's just been so helpful for me to to realize that there are things in the Bible that are literally true, but each portion of the Bible, we should read it according to kind of like what it's meant. And they're not all written the exact same way. And just help me gain a much better understanding of the Bible and scriptures. So number three is buying a car. Okay. And uh, doesn't buying a car stink? Like yeah. I just going there and negotiating with people. Like I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Just tell me how much the car right. costs, and then I'll decide if I want it. But one person I was told never to negotiate with 
was God. Okay. Like, you know those prayers that's like, if, if you save me from this yeah, situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. like go to church every Sunday for the rest of my life. Yes. Yeah. Like yes, I, Lord. <laughs> I've prayed, I've prayed one or two or 10 of those prayers before my life. And, and I don't think that we like necessarily should pray. I'm not saying we should pray those prayers. Um, but I don't think we also need to be scared to tell God like exactly how we're feeling yeah. and what we're going through. The, the Psalms are just filled with that. And I know in Matthew chapter six, Jesus gives us this, this example of how to pray. But unless we only ever say that prayer in those exact words, then we're gonna have to think through what do we pray and, and how do we pray? And again, this is one of those things that I don't have a, a great answer of exactly what prayer should look like for everybody. Um, but two of the things that have been really helpful for me is to just approach prayer uh, keeping in mind that I'm speaking to the King of Kings and yep. Lord of Lords and really recognizing that, but also I'm speaking to a heavenly father who loves me deeply that yep. I can be open and, and honest with and tell him exactly how I'm feeling. You want to know That's my great. least favorite part about the Bible? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is not like the normal podcast, no, Bible no, podcast I, I listen to. I'm here for my, my, it my to least, our listeners. Yeah. My least favorite part is is the genealogies. Yeah. Like yeah. they're we'll so, skip them. yeah, they're so skippable. <laughs> like if, if you have your Bible, just, just open up to Matthew chapter one and see how many verses you can get yeah. through because it's not many. But but in it, I'm going to tell you why we shouldn't skip through the genealogies. I love it. There are, there are four names in Matthew's uh, genealogy in chapter one uh, that might not be as surprising to to us, but definitely would have been to Matthew's audience. He, he names people like Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Uriah's wife. I mean, I mean, four women, and it was so unusual for women to be in genealogies yeah. at the time. And not just any women, but these women specifically would have been especially unexpected. Right. You know, some were Gentiles or had a questionable history, but I think there's many things genealogies can teach us. But I think this one particular, what stands out to me is that God uses anybody yes. to fulfill his purposes. Yep. And it's often people that we wouldn't expect. Like God yep. uses the, most, the people that you wouldn't expect to, to build his kingdom. And it doesn't matter if you're male or female or Gentile yep. or what your past has been, that God can use you. And, and we get all of that just from the genealogy. Yep. So, so don't skip over the passages, all the names. Should we memorize them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, that'll, that'll be the next uh, verse yeah. you want to memorize. But, but yeah, don't skip over the passage with the names because I think there's, there's genius in the genealogies. So um, heretics are bad. I'll, I'll be bold enough to say that. And, and I think that we should make sure that uh, people teaching, what people are teaching is, is true and biblical. And I think that, I was quick to be like, anybody that disagreed with me, I just labeled them a false teacher. You're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that um, as I've continued to, to read and learn more, like I used to have this list of like the exact things everybody had to teach to be like a biblical teacher. <laughs> and over time, that, that list has just gotten like smaller and smaller. And it's not because I care less about people teaching biblical truth, but I just realized that not everything is as clear as, as I thought it was. Yep. And, you know, people have differing views and both claim support of the Bible. And I think it's essential that uh, we have a strong conviction on the beliefs that are central to our right. faith about Jesus dying on the cross for the forgiveness of sins, that he really raised from the dead and things like that. Uh, but the list of people who are false teachers should be less than the list of people who disagree with me. And, you know, there are false teachers, but there's probably one thing that, that I've learned as I've continued to grow my faith is that there's just probably less than I thought, yeah. you know? Um, and so the sixth thing is harps. And I don't know what you think about when you think of heaven, but I, I grew up in the church and people were like, well, yeah, exactly. There's going to be, there's going to be a harp and it's going to be like a church service forever. Yeah. And I was like in third grade, just trying to pretend like that was someplace I wanted yeah. to be, you know? Oh, and sounds so, so exciting. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think that when I was growing up, most of 
the main ideas about my faith were like, hey, you're you're a Christian, so that like when you die, you go to heaven and not hell. And that was kind of like the main point of being a Christian. So one of the things that I kind of think came into my mind um, just through that was like, hey, if I prayed this prayer for Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, then like I just kind of go through life and then when I die, I go to heaven. And that was that was the whole reason yep. why I became a Christian. And I remember one time my dad asked me, you know, is your over the past year, has your relationship with, with God gotten stronger or weaker? Mm. And I said, you know, I, th- I think it stayed about the same. And he said, it doesn't stay the same. If it's not, if it's not getting stronger, wow. it's getting weaker. And that was just something that, that really taught me. It changed the way I view my faith because, mm. again, I thought that I could just accept Christ as my Lord and Savior, kind of coast through life and then get to heaven when I die. And now I try, don't always do this right or as much as I should, but I, I try to consistently be doing things that I know will strengthen my faith because our faith is about so much more than just how to get to heaven. Yep. And so just to kind of recap, we had collectibles, Billie Eilish, buying a car, genealogies, heretics, and harps. We have pretty much everything right here in this podcast. So the last thing I just want to touch on that has changed my view on the Bible and faith, it's almost sort of a summary of how I started thinking about all these things in the first place. And that is not to be afraid to ask questions and keep learning. You know, I, I used to be afraid to ask questions of the Bible and of my faith because I was worried that I would just get to a question right. that just wrecked my faith. Yep. And so I, I was hesitant to do that. But if our faith is true, and if the Bible is true, and I firmly believe, believe those two things with, with everything in me, then why would I be afraid of seeking truth? Because yeah. I believe that our faith should always be growing, it should always be developing, it should always be bringing us closer to Jesus. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. That was that was so good, Mike. And uh, man, I'm I'm really challenged, and and I love those. Those are those are never things that I would be like, oh yeah, I'll learn a lot about the Bible from collectibles and and Billy Eilish. Um, but uh, we hope you like this this episode. If you like this, uh, like it, share this with somebody, and maybe tune in next time. Maybe Mike will sing Ocean Eyes. I don't know. <laughs> probably not. But probably there's always not. a chance. But until then, we'll see you next time. See you.